brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Mr. Walton, did you make contact with Aaron? Were you taken to another planet, to a mothership? How do they communicate with them? Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. Strange Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the simulation? It's Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Rupin. We're live on KTOK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. It's Monday night, September the 28th, as the moon begins to round full. And we're 
kicking this week off on Moonday, Moon Night, talking about the out-of-body experience with a guest, Marilyn Hughes. Website for reference tonight is outofbodytravel.org. This is one of our favorite topics on this show because we can simply talk about it all night long. And it's because I know you guys know just how important I think this subject matter is because it's not just about recreation or having fun. I think it's time that we all learn how to do this and do it correctly. Before we kick the show off, or correctly, or just do it at all. I don't know if there's really a correct way to do that. We'll discuss that, though. Before we kick the show off, I want to mention our event coming up at the Fringe Fest, thefringefest.com. Make sure you put the the in front of it. Sign up, get your seats. Tickets are limited. You're going to want to come hang out with us on Halloween weekend. That's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. As well as uh, we're going to have Alex's um, Halloween special that Saturday night, too, that you definitely don't want to miss out. I mean, the guy goes all out for this thing, by the way. So it's really, really good. It's really good. Last one scared me. Uh, the one before that scared me. The last one scared me even more. So I'm sure this one's going to be scary too. And I'm a grown man. So imagine staying up late with us Halloween night and checking that out. All right, what else? If you want to call into the show tonight, it's 1-800-588-0335. And we open the phone lines up as well. You can join our chat room at thefringe.fm forward slash chat room. I want to welcome our new patrons. Thank you for supporting the show. If you want to keep continue to get the show for free and support Lighting the Void, do like all our fellow Void Walkers have done. Sign up at least to the, the small package, and I assure you I give you guys something cool every month. Try to do it twice a month, but with all the upgrades with the station, it hadn't kind of came out that way, but I'm going to make it up to you. You'll see. I got some really cool stuff coming from behind the scenes for that. So I can't thank my patrons enough. I can't thank the producer enough, Pacho, for making all this happen. And I'm enjoying the 75-degree weather while I'm up here near the Canadian border. I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's been very nice. Um, other than that, I think, oh, you need to download the new apps. Go to Alexa, install the Skill, the Google Play Store, install the new app. Go to iTunes, install the new Fringe FM app. Uh, use the shout-out feature. We're still working the bugs out on the Google Play Store for the shout-outs. But, but if you got an iPhone, you can always leave a shout-out. We'll play it during the show. And uh, other than that, I think we're good. Yeah, that's, that's, it. that's it. I probably missed something. Sure I did. All right, so let's get on with this thing because this is one of my favorite t- topics, and we need to get down to business. Marilyn Hughes founded the Out of Body Travel Foundation in 2003. And the mission is to reduce spiritual and physical hunger worldwide. And Marilyn has written 101 books, 40 magazines, 18 CDs, all on the out-of-body travel and experience and comparative religious mysticism. Now, these books, along with accompanying music and art, are all available for free download. Interesting. And Marilyn has experienced, researched, written, and taught about the out-of-body travel and mysticism since 1987 and has appeared on innumerable radio and television programs to discuss her thousands of -of out-of-body experiences you can go to the website again at outofbodytravel.org thanks for coming on the broadcast Marilyn's good thank you thank you for having me joe that's a lot of -of out-of-body i gotta say that's a lot you know yes um, it is (laughs) it is a lot so okay then i can definitely ask you this question because i think everybody knows what i'm going to ask 
Now, everybody I've had on the show. But I don't. I have no idea what this question is going to be. Well, everybody I've had on the show, I've, I've discussed this in, uh, in full detail about how some people say that the out-of-body experience is um, the same as a dream, uh, but just a different level. Now, I've had a few out-of-body experiences that I can count on my hand, and one of them, for sure, I know was not a damn dream. Um, yep. I know it wasn't. There's, you couldn't, there's just no way it was a dream. Uh, and I think you know what I'm talking about. So help me here with this, please. Yeah, when you have a fully conscious out-of-body experience, it's something that you don't have to, you know, ask the question, did I have one? You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, because it's, it's very powerful and it's very conscious and it's very, um, it's very clearly an out-of-body experience. There, there is, there are different levels that people will experience in dreams where they'll have various levels of memories sometimes. And some of these I will call spiritual dreams where uh, people will have remnants of the memory, but it is still in a dream state. And so it's a very different experience because the out-of-body experience in a fully conscious way, as you just um, described, is is a very a definitive experience. It's very definitively uh, distinct from a dream. It's not the same, but there is there are aspects of the experience that people will have in dreams because all people do have these types of out-of-body travels during uh, their sleep at night because this is kind of the normal state of the human consciousness. It's part of how our spiritual um, journey and our spiritual unfoldment occurs. And so a lot of people aren't aware of it. They have no conscious memory of it. Um, and then there are other people who have some memory of it. You know, um, there are a lot of dreams that have nothing to do with out-of-body travel. And so this is where it can get a little tricky because there is truth to this, where um, if you have these great spiritual dreams, which are giving you direction and guidance, um, you want to pay attention to those. Those are very important. Um, but there is a distinction between a fully conscious out-of-body experience and even a spiritual dream in terms of what you will actually um, experience. It's very different. You're absolutely right on that. Massively different. I'm just saying, yes. like, <laughs> yeah. when, when I, it's, it's like uh, like eons and worlds apart. Yes. Yeah, like when I when I pulled myself out of body that one time and looked at my body sleeping, and then there was no there was no parts that I forgot about. There was no, there was it was just like real life to me. Yeah, it's actually it's completely conscious as if you are w awake, but in some respects you are even more conscious because there is a certain vibrancy and awakeness, aliveness that you experience the vibrance where you can feel even more conscious than you do in the physical waking world. Um, not you know, not necessarily with some of the more grounded experiences, but especially as you go into some of the higher spheres you're going to definitely experience that. Now tell me how, when people come to you and say, look, um, Marilyn, because we have a, what we do, we do the astral journal for our patrons where we just talk about it and kind of work together on it. It seems mm -hmm. that some people just 
do it with ease, right? And I don't know if that's so true sometimes. I wonder about that. But then, you know, it's like, okay, well, Robert Monroe talked about how easy it was for him to do. So I guess there are people that do that. And then others like me, I think I, I became obsessed with it, did it once. And then it's like I've been trying to get back to that one experience I had that one time since then. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then others just, they get to the vibratory state, but they don't ever get past that. What, 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 right. What's the biggest barrier here, you think? You know, that's interesting. There's a lot of different um, things that will block people. Um, and, you know, you can read about a, a good detailed list of these in a couple of my books, Astral Projection Made Easy and Come to Wisdom's Door. And, you know, you can go to the website and our books are available for free download. And those are a couple of introductory books that you can read that will detail a lot of things that people want to know to uh, prepare and be ready for their first out-of-body experience. There's a lot of things that can block people. Um, you can be, uh, you can be dealing with fear. Uh, people are afraid of the, you know, there's a, it, you know, you've had the experience. So people are afraid of the power of it. You know, yeah. when you hit into the vibrational state and then you're going into some of these, um, very intense, uh, experiences, um, it can, it can scare people because it's so different. So, uh, monumentally different than our, our physical waking, ex, you know, existence and what we're used to. Um, people can be afraid of ghosts. Uh, people can be afraid of just being out of control, you know, <laughs> because it is, it is something that is very, uh, you know, where you have to surrender a bit to, uh, you know, to really have the experience in a meaningful way, you have to surrender to God and allow it to be directed by a higher force. So there's a, a, a you know, a fear of that lack of control. Um, there are a variety of fears, uh, and these are just some of them, uh, but, you know, there can be any number of them. In terms of other types of blocks, and when you're talking about people getting to a certain state and not being able to get beyond it, a lot of times those are related to blocks that might be less obvious, like um, things that somebody might be struggling with or not even necessarily being aware of struggling with it, um, something that they're not able to allow to happen um, or uh, beliefs or perceptions that they are unwilling to um, reconsider. Um, Can you give me an example? Perceptions they're willing to reconsider. What do you mean by that? Or they're not willing to reconsider? It can be so many different things because we're all different. But um, let like me think perhaps of one in particular. That the out-of-body experience is just another dream state? Is that one? Well, certainly that can be one. Um, I mean, any anything can actually be this. You know, um, in the, in the out-of-body experience, 
there are so many things you're going to be introduced to. So I guess one general overall way to state it is that if you don't go into the experience with the idea of I'm going to allow God to show me what the truth is rather than going in to validate what my own preconceived idea of the truth is, then you're going to have obstacles. You know, you want to let go of your need to be correct in your preconceptions. You want to allow God, the universe, to demonstrate itself to you because if you are blocked in that way, then they, they simply will not re- reveal. You cannot be, re- it cannot be revealed to you. You have to be open in that way. There are also other things that, you know, as the experiences progress, you will be directed to do certain things differently. Um, if there is a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of resistance to change or resistance to um, the energetic sources, the vibrational constructs, the vibrational forces that are being brought towards a soul. If that soul is resistant to that evolutionary thrust, that will um, that will be an, a barrier, a major barrier. Um, sometimes it can be um, even things like uh, because a lot of people who have out of body experiences will begin to travel forward or backward in time and experience past or for future lives. It might be that they have a resistance to that if they didn't believe in that before and they still don't. Like, you know, something like that. And it just really uh, doesn't work with their um, conception of reality. Uh, there are a lot of things that you will be introduced to that won't, won't work with your conception of reality just because, you know, even in our, uh, I do a lot in my books with, uh, regarding the writings of from the ancient sacred texts written by the prophets, saints, mystics, saints, sages, and ascetics. And the reason for this is because they are uh, leaving their secrets, their keys before they, you know, literally pass through this world and never to return because they have discovered the secret keys that they needed to discover as a soul. And in those texts, they are leaving those keys in um, their final words to us. And you see that a lot and, in just regular religion too. A lot of um, a lot of hints towards the out of body experience, the things like that. Oh yes, you do. And in fact, um, one of the books I wrote was called "Near Death and Out of Body Experiences of the Prophets, Saints, Mystics, and Sages in World Religion." And it's it has a lot to do with the birth points of religion, which are generally out-of-body travel experiences in, re- in revelations um, because that's what's happening. And so we often forget that these um, things are being born of out-of-body experiences. That's what um, a lot of these mystical, these great mystical events are that have, um, you know, brought into being 
some of these systems. But what happens is that when you go into these out-of-body travel states, no matter what your belief system, no matter how open-minded you are or whatever, you're going to uh, be faced with um, a larger reality, a greater, more multidimensional, more infinite understanding of all things. You know, this, this unconditional love of God, but also this this unfathomable mysteries of God as it is revealed and opened up to you. And this will be uh, coming to you in a form that is very energetic, um, very powerful, but it's not something that you will be able to like box into the structure of, you know, the physical world. And so these can be things where we can be held back simply by our our own personal ability to adapt to those changes. So, you know, the personal development that we can make spiritually through the out-of-body experiences can be greatly affected and impacted by our willingness to allow our soul to be formed and opened up in the way that God chooses for us rather than what we might think would make sense because our own view of it is always going to be much more limited because we don't know what we don't know and what God has to show us is always so much more magnificent, much greater than we could ever even think up. And so this ability to to, uh, move, bend, sway, and adapt, process, and um, move into the knowledge, which is, you know, a moving, living thing, an energetic, uh, you know, line of energy that is not, um, it's not just words. It is a moving body of knowledge. And the more that we're able to do that, the more we will be able to uh, move through the barriers that each one of us individually might have. So a lot of times, like if someone is stuck at the vibrational state, There may be something there. It could be related to either like, for instance, uh, a fear of that power that you experience in that vibrational state or even um, a completely different reason for it could be that there could be some type of barrier to receiving what that vibration is bringing within the soul that would be forming that soul, bringing that soul higher and preparing that soul for the exit and the movement into the higher worlds. But there's something that holds that soul there, something that they're not comfortable with. So, and the, hold on a second though. Well, no, you, you caught me with something there. Just sure. are, are you yeah. saying that the whole idea is to grow? Yeah. We need, we want to talk about this a little bit more too, because there's definitely something to the out of body experience or, or 
more than just it happens because it's a part of nature, right? I mean, like, there's something there we're supposed to be developing. Absolutely. And in fact, this is a great place to just point out today is the day that we are premiering the documentary film produced by Brian Malam, uh, The Grand Phases of the Soul, which is based on uh, the work that I did in the book called The Mysteries of the Redemption, which you can also, you can download that uh, book at the site at outofbodytravel.org, but you can also watch the premiere of The Grand Phases of the Soul, which will uh, lay out for you what we are talking about as we discuss what is the purpose of out-of-body travel. It is the purification of the soul. We live in a mortal realm. A mortal realm is a realm where the forces of both good and evil reside in the world around us, but also within and inside each and every human being. And we are battling that outside and within us. There are other realms that are the lower realms that um, have different levels of darkness that get deeper and deeper where it is more where you're going from dominant darkness to pure evil. And then you have realms as you're going higher to um, infinite realms of light beyond us. And so the primary objective in a mortal realm is to identify and navigate through the dark elements within our soul, the karmic configurations which need to be overcome and um, understood and transformed, and to transform the soul into a higher being, a higher spirit. And this purification starts this journey and the soul moves into the discrimination pathway and then into the discipline pathway. Ironically, these are the grand phases of the soul as spoken of in the Buddhist tradition, which follows very closely the same, uh, uh, but called by different names, a similar series of steps. That's in the Catholic monastic tradition. So, yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about this as we head into our break. I knew there was something to this. It wasn't just to have fun and fly around. That's for sure. We'll be right back. and I host live talk here on the Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense. Born out of the 
the alchemical tradition of Paracelsus is a medical tradition called Spigeria. Though not many people practice this work today, Phoenix Aurelius has been researching and teaching this work for the last 15 years, and he needs your support. Hi, I'm Phoenix Aurelius, and I'm the founder of the Phoenix Aurelius Research Society, where I perform modern scientific research on the methods and techniques of Paracelsian alchemy and spagyria for health, wellness, agriculture, ecology, and more. All my work is 100% funded by the public, so if you like what I'm doing and you want to support my research, please consider making a purchase of spagyric medicines from my apothecary, fund your own spagyric idf wellness research or participate in my group study or one-on-one immersion courses so that you can learn how to perform this work for yourself i want to thank you in advance for your support visit the fringe.fm forward slash alchemy research and enter coupon code fringe and receive 15 percent off anything and everything on the website that's the fringe.fm forward slash alchemy research and thank you for doing your part and keeping alchemy alive in the modern day If you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster or you suddenly can't breathe, maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. Hey, is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. Have you heard of heavy metals? Yeah! I'm not talking about the heavy metals in the junkyard. I'm talking about the heavy metals that build up in your body. Heavy metals in your body can make you feel sluggish, fatigued, and just plain off. Why not try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com? Cleansing your body and making you feel great. (sighs) Cleansing the inside of your body of intruders that sneak their way into you and set up an intruder camp. Life Change Tea helps remove unwanted intruder camps. Brew it, steep it, and drink in the results. Tastes great so you can create a new health habit. Our tea loves to help people. It just needs the chance. So order yours today by logging on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Our Life Change Super Strength Tea is waiting. This could be a beautiful relationship. Take charge of your health. Order at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. All right, man, this is Crow777, and you are listening to The Fringe FM.
lighting the void. Our guest tonight, Marilyn Hughes, is here with us. We're discussing the out-of-body experience. And what are the purposes behind this whole thing? Why does it happen to us to begin with? And how do we progress through this and understand the implications of what's happening to us when these types of things happen? And you can go to outofbodytravel.org. You can also join our Discord server by going to thefringe.fm forward slash chat room or call into the show at 1-800-588-0335. So before we took this break here, you were implying just exactly what does it mean? What is this out-of-body experience for? Why is it happening? And you're discussing the phases of I guess some type of soul ascension, and I had to cut you off, so I wanted you kind of pick up from there, if you don't mind. Well, yeah, we had mentioned that the grand phase of the soul was released today, and you can catch that on outofbodytravel.org, which is a documentary explaining this whole um, this whole uh, process. And it's also explained in the book, The Mysteries of the Redemption, which you can download for free as well at the site. Um, but yes, what you're what you're doing here, this is one of the really beautiful things that people often miss about out-of-body travel is that it is profoundly purposeful. You know, the first experiences that a lot of people will have are these general experiences of looking at their body, uh, maybe flying around the earth, maybe around the astral plane, some of these types of things. But if you pursue the experience with diligence and with ardor and with the uh, proper intent, it very quickly merges into this profound journey of evolution. You begin to travel into the multidimensional infinite universe. And so you are not just sticking around the earth or the astral plane. You are literally going through corridors, a, a multi, multi-level corridors that take you to many different types of realms, spheres, um, epics, uh, places of travel, um, many of which are going to be utilized to teach you and guide you forward. And, you know, there is a general progression that is laid out for us that we find is uh, is what most souls will follow to a certain extent. And it's not something beyond our reach or beyond our ability to know about. It's very clearly laid out Um for us. And so we begin by learning a lot about um, our own soul. We learn about our past lives. We learn about um, the issues that we harbor within our own soul regarding our vices and what we might need to do to correct some of the things we, we are maybe not um, uh, handling properly, but also we learn about our karmic entanglements and we are given direction as to how these types of things may become uh, 
solvable and transformable over time. A lot of people will go into a lot of different lifetimes and they'll start seeing a pattern. They might see even a soul pattern where they incarnate with um, some a certain you know grouping of souls. There might mm-hmm. be a similar c- configuration. And then they start seeing the different ways that they have handled a, the same situation over and over again. I've had and that. What oh did my not God. work. Yeah. Yeah, so you see the different ways and certain things that did not work. And now you're like, okay, so I guess I have to figure out what will, right? You know? And then you're going to go into like the realms of creation. You're going to learn about your own particular calling in life. And that can be anything, you know, in the realms of creation, it covers everything. So it's not just, you know, like if you're a painter or an artist or a musician, it's going to cover if you're in science, if you're in business fields, if you know, whatever your gifts are, um, you're going to have areas that you will be taken to, which will enhance and, and direct you towards your calling and your vocation in this life. Then you're going to be going into, uh, you know, this very intensive period of learning how to discern between darkness and light and you learn about eternal law and eternal law is the law that uh, it is what is true according to God versus what is true according to man and so eternal law supersedes all other laws in the universe now now do you mean like natural law like hermetics and stuff like that or no, natural law is different than eternal law. Natural law would be related to the laws of nature, how things work on the earth, physical, natural law. Okay. Eternal law has to do with what we would call energetic truth. Energetic truth has to do with um, the realities that surround um, the human intention and human good. Um, And so when it comes to eternal truth, everything that we do or think or feel or um, everything that is happening around us, there is an energetic and eternal truth that um, is what is really happening despite what it may appear to be according to the grounded view on the physical world. And this is God's view, which takes into consideration everything, you know, all the things that come into play, all of the circumstances around all events, all of the intentions, you know, God is the only one who knows the heart of souls. And so thus the energetic truth is determined through this knowledge that God understands and he conveys it to us in the mystical realm to help us to understand things better. This is how we start learning to then discern between good and evil. And we do then begin taking journeys into the heavens, the hells, and the purgatories. becomes a very, very, very detailed journey where we learn about how does evolution occur in a human soul, but how does evolution occur in all life? 
not just in this world, but in all worlds? And how can we contribute not only in our own soul evolution, but in the evolution of other life in other realms that could benefit from our assistance as well? It goes so far beyond this because as you pass even through this, you're going to go into the realms of emanations. And when you move into the realms of the emanations, you are um, being introduced into qualities. These are eternal qualities that you can then uh, allow yourself to take upon you. And of course, you also have to go through, you know, you have to go through um trials and tribulations to prove that you are ready to receive these types of gifts. And, you know, um, uh, this is what we often call the initiations into the mysteries and the rites of passage. And I'd mentioned to you, we also released today um, our 12-hour seminar on the um, initiations into the mysteries. You can also check that out at the website. Um, the initiations into the mysteries um, are so important because these are the, the uh, actual things that we must go through to prove our readiness um, and prove our worthiness as well as we move closer and closer to God. Because, you know, the ultimate goal of out-of-body travel is that we are trying to move closer and closer to the all-holy God. And if we want to move closer to the all-holy God, then we must begin to understand and learn about what holiness is to stand in the presence of all holiness. And so we do, we go through these initiations and we do the rites of passage. We'll be doing, we'll be doing a series of uh, things on the rites of passage as well, which are, it's also included in the mysteries of the redemption and a bunch of other books that I have available on the site, the hammer of mysticism, the fragrance of the mystical rose. You can check those out if you're interested in these particular things as well, but you go through these things so that you may become more purified, more energized, um, and more prepared to receive of the higher constructs of the universe. And we have to go through um, these types of initiations and much will be required of us. We have to prove our worthiness in, in a variety of ways. We have to become more humble. Um, we have to become more loving. We have to become more caring. And you know, what we often miss about this whole journey of life is that, well, People will say God is love, but they don't understand what that means. And so when you talk about it and you experience it in the out-of-body travel state, you're going to understand that love is an emanation that comes from God. And so if we are trying to move ever closer to God, who is love, then we must 
partake of that emanation of that quality, that quality. And so as God is love, and yet what we find on the other side of that coin, evil is the is its opposite. It can be hatred. It can be, um, uh, you know, there can be a lot of things in here. You know, God is love and peace and order and calm, whereas the other side of evil will be the anger, the hatred, chaos. Yeah, chaos yeah. Um, and yes, a lot of um, a lot of unrest. And so, what we what we find happening through these out of body travels and through these initiations that we go through is that we will become more and more. Um, closer to this calm, peaceful state of love that God just is, that God just emanates. Um, and so, you know, this is what you hear when you hear people talk about their near-death experiences and also people who have out-of-body experiences often experience this being bathed in the unconditional love of God. And this is part of what they're talking about. It's this emanation that just completely engulfs the soul and this engulfing has a purpose because it is like a beckoning from the highest heavens of this is what I have for you you know partake of it so that I may draw you closer and so the out-of-body experience becomes actually more of a direct route where we have this direct contact with the spiritual teachers, the spiritual guardians, um, the masters of creation, all of these amazing angelic hierarchies, um, the prophets, saints, mystics, sages, and ascetics. We can travel to the pure lands where they reside. We can travel to many, many, many worlds of great beauty, and we become a different being by so doing. And in becoming that different being, we are transforming what we once were when we were just a human being into a greater thing, which is what we are here to do, is to evolve into something greater. Because there is a graduation point that we all reach when we complete the tasks at hand in a mortal realm. And that's what we are seeking. Another thing that we'll talk about, which is directly in correlation, is this ascension process. Because what we're doing in this is we are transforming the soul from the process of just simple death and dying to the ascension of the soul. And this is complex, and it would be hard to explain really simply, but this is a really essential part of understanding 
this transformation because it is when a soul goes from the vibration of mortality to immortality that they are ready to move on to the next sphere of knowledge. And that's when they're done with the mortal realms and they can go in their next incarnation after their life on earth is through to the next level of evolution. Wow. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I mean, yeah, that is, uh, that, that's a lot. It seems like a lot of pressure, honestly. <laughs> Does it seem like a lot of pressure? Yeah, but, but then well, again, it's like, well, if it's just love and emanation, then it's probably not a lot of pressure. You it's, know? it's, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking that. And, you know, the thing about it is that what we don't realize, you know, Jesus Christ said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And a lot of people do not understand what those words meant. When we are given the profound grace of going through this process and receiving the vibrations from God and from the higher spheres and from the angelic hierarchies, it's like having a burden thrown off our back. It's, it's not, it's not that it's not what you were saying. It is a beautiful, peaceful, um, transition. And, you know, we take it in these small steps, you know, God guides us in a way that is very loving and very, uh, aware of our need for taking things in general steps. And yes, there are times that we will go through that it is more difficult than others, you know, especially when we are being made aware of our sinfulness or something within us that is like a really heavy duty core karmic issue that is just so deeply embedded. It's just really hard for us to look at it and see it and, you know, just face it. But this is the thing. Facing it and seeing it is what frees you. And that's why his yoke is easy and his burden light because it is not the it is not the realization of our imperfection that makes the journey hard <clears throat> it is the holding on to an old way that doesn't work that makes us tired and exhausted and unable to move forward and so it can feel that way. It can feel that way where it's like, wow, that sounds really tiring. And believe me, I say that sometimes. <laughs> I'm too tired to keep doing this. Yeah, no, the thing no is, totally you, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but there are, you know, there are some, the, the most invigorating things that I experience are, you know, receiving the vibrations from the angels you know, I mean, that's how we actually receive and revive our bodies and souls is that we allow that vibration to come in. And you'll see that as you 
progress through these stages, you'll go through um, these periods where it becomes more and more and more profoundly um, present that you will be receiving these vibrations. And it's, uh, I don't even know how to really put it in words, but this is how you receive. You are energized by it. This is what fills you and um, gives you the impetus to continue and to move forward. And once you have actually experienced these things, you really uh, will, will say to yourself, I don't know how I did it without that. You know, it's, um, it's much more exhausting to stay in the old and not progress than it is to progress because when we progress, what's happening is we are accepting grace. When we accept grace, we have the energies coming into us from heaven. And so we are not moving and shaking and making all these things happen of ourselves alone. We are doing this through an act of the will, a desire to seek and know and love God more and our desire to, um, you know, perfect and move forward. But we also are moving through the actual power that is being imbued in us through these graces. And so there is this whole added dimension of energy and, um, oh, gosh, you know, light that pushes us forward into this um, forward motion, this beautiful journey. Um, and truly, I've never met anyone who um, did not say the same that they, um, you know, once someone really embarks upon this, they never want to lose it. Right, right. I get that too. I totally yeah. get that too. Um, so we're we're at the top of the hour. If you guys got any questions about this, I, I would definitely call in or uh, leave a shout out on the shout out system there to ask your question because this what she's talking about is some of the stuff that I've experienced, or at least I can say that all of the things we've talked about on the show and some of the stories I've told you guys, it really makes it make sense. It really does. We'll be right back with Marilyn Hughes. Stay with us. I'm inside my mind, but my body moves around you stuck in time. That guy's my life. But in the end, it's only second-hand It's like I'm weightless, you've got me feeling so high This is Uwe Jose, a Northern California Piscean stuck in the Arizona desert I'm a void walker, and I got the shoes to prove it So what do I do when my soul yearns to delve deep into the realm of the unknown? I aim my satellite straight into the night sky and catch a smooth ride on the KTLKDB radio waves. I tune into Lighting the Void with Joe Root on the French FM. Joe, Lighting the Void is the best show on the planet. 
This is Barney, your friend from Facebook. Thank you and all the crew for all you do. Namaste, my friend. This is Macon from the Foothills of North Carolina, and I am a boardwalker. G'day, boardwalkers. This is Lily from Down Under Australia. The world may be small, but Enigma is greater. So let your curiosity take you for a journey with Joe Root. Hey, this is V, coming in from Central Maryland, and I am a voidwalker. This is Kevin Darkerty, a beginner voidwalker. I'm from Vancouver, BC. I know a little about a lot, you know, as Leonard Skinner said, I guess the rest. I learned a lot from uh, Mr. Root and the show. And I uh, heard it from the beginning. I knew right then he was going to be a new art bell. Thanks for all your uh, shows and keep it up. Hey, this is Derek from Mass, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, and I'm a void walker. This is Mark from Chicago, and I walk the void to ascertain what is consciousness. My name is Jared Johnson, and I'm from Humboldt County, California. I do not know all the answers to the questions about reality. I do not claim to know the ultimate truth about life. I seek that which has been made hidden as a part of a family of explorers of consciousness. I'm a void walker. Thanks, Jaru. Pair Abnormal News, I'm Brad Bernards. The International Space Station just dodged a fast-moving hunk of orbiting junk, according to Space.com. Controllers maneuvered the station away from a potential collision with a piece of debris Tuesday afternoon, September 22nd. They did so by firing the thrusters on a Russian Progress cargo spacecraft that's docked to the orbiting lab's service module, NASA officials said in an update. The three astronauts currently living aboard the station, NASA's Chris Cassidy and two Russian cosmonauts, sheltered in the station's Russian segment during the maneuver to be closer to their Soyuz spacecraft, the NASA update stated. This was done out of an abundance of caution, they said. At no time was the crew in any danger. Space junk is a growing problem in Earth orbit. Nearly 129 million pieces of debris are whizzing around our planet at the moment, according to estimates by the European Space Agency. Astronomers have painstakingly built models of the asteroid population, and these models predict that there will be one-kilometer-sized asteroids that orbit closer to the Sun than Venus does. The problem is nobody's been able to find one until now. UniverseToday.com reports astronomers working with the Zwicky Transient Facility say they finally found one. But this one's bigger at about two kilometers. If its existence can be confirmed, then asteroid population models may have to be updated. A new paper presenting this result is up on archive.org. The newly discovered asteroid is named 2020 AV2. Its discovery is surprising since models predict no asteroids this large inside Venus's orbit. It could be evidence of a new population of asteroids, or it could be just the largest of its population. There's more news at paraabnormalradio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, Paraabnormal News. Hey, Fringe listeners, this is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange Radio, asking you to join us live Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Visit beyondstrange.com for links to chat, social media, and schedules of the show. And remember, always stay strange. Hasta. 
Have you ever wanted to dream about being a character in your favorite video game or movie? Would you like to dream your fantasy with all five senses in detail and remember everything? It's time to bring the dream in mind back online. Introducing Dreaming for Gamers from Ian Wilson. Dreaming for Gamers will teach you how to program your dreams to dream what you want from any video game, movie, or source material that you choose. The courses help rehabilitate the dreaming mind out of atrophy so you can remember your dreams, taste, touch, smell, see, and hear, as well as be self-aware and take complete control over the dream state like Neo in The Matrix. You can't catch COVID in a dream, but you can wake up with a happy ending. Type in the fringe.fm forward slash dreamplay and sign up today to get dreaming now. That's the fringe.fm forward slash dreamplay or click the banner at the fringe.fm today and take the seven day dream challenge for free while it lasts. Hey, this is Amalia from Know the Self Mystery School. I know that you are in the midst of massive change. We all are. This is the great turning, the time that we all decided to be here on the planet. Do you know why you came here to be a part of this crazy time? If not, I invite you to join my mystery school. I have a nine-week course called Activate Your Mission. And in this course, you're going to learn how to erect crystal clear boundaries so that you can hear that inner still voice that's going to guide your every move. Even if you're dealing with feeling weighed down by obligations and being enslaved to the system, this course is going to give you the tools you need to illuminate your shadow and awaken to your soul's mission. The moment you sign up to the school, you are going to be greeted by not only a group of soulful spiritual warriors, but you're also going to get some massive karmic clearings and you're going to feel the energy. It's palpable. I hope you'll join me in the school where together we're going to unlock your divine mission. Activate your mission by by going to the fringe.fm forward slash soul mission and put in the code word fringe and receive $50 off today. Hey, Fringe FM listeners. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of the Fringe FM by calling 701-719-3971. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 701-719-3971. That's 701-719-3971. Listen to the Fringe FM on any phone, anytime, anywhere.
um, very, very powerful experience when I was nine. And then I started having it again at the age of 22. So at the age of nine, I had a, a powerful uh, wow experience, you know, so it was one of those types of experiences where the clouds opened up, they were billowing all around me, the marble staircase, the angels were lined up on each side of that staircase. And up at the top was, um, someone, uh, two thrones and, uh, an old man who I perceived to be God, the father next to him, someone I perceived to be God, the son. And I was, you know, instructed to ascend the staircase. And as I did, I was shown many things. One, um, one of the things I was shown was that there was going to be a great deal of persecution against the cross and that I would stand tall for the cross. Another thing I was shown was that there was going to be a lot of difficulty um, in my path, that there was going to be a lot of things for me to overcome, which have proven to be true. But I was told that at a later date, and I was nine at the time, this uh, experience would return to me and that there was something that I was intended to do with it and um, that um, it was important that I do it. Um, and it was really, uh, it was something that really, um, really uh, struck me in a way where it was kind of like my burning bush moment, I guess you would say, <laughs> Moses and the burning bush. And then when I was uh, 22, I had uh, my first spontaneous out-of-body experience since that time. And this was more of the um, general type thing where went into um, all the usual stages, you know, uh, the vibrational state, experiencing, hearing the sounds, the voices of the astral plane, the vibrational sounds, which are, you know, the the higher vibration of the astral plane than the physical sphere. And then I tried to lift my arm and my light arm came out and I realized something was going on. And eventually I rolled out and floated up to the ceiling, um, noticed my body down below. Um, I remember the first time being pretty that, well, this would be the second time, but for the first time in my adult life, I was kind of scared and uh, it was it was a lot of fear because, first of all, uh, just the fact that, you know, you're leaving your body, you do have to wonder, oh, am I dying in my sleep? You know, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? We all, uh, some people don't think of that one because when you have your first out-of-body experience, that's always a, a thought. Um, and then the other is just the the sheer power of it, you know, um, you know, the sounds, the jet engine sounds, it's very loud and very intense and the vibrations are very strong. And this is, this is a, this is a real earth shattering, uh, thing. And so, you know, uh, then I, um, came down more to the floor, realized I was having trouble, like moving around and, 
stuff like this. And, you know, a lot of my experiences in the beginning were just the you run them the mill trying to figure out how to move through windows and doors and see and hear and all those basic things. But uh, then, you know, times uh, changed and progressed and I, uh, you know, I pro- I've progressed through a lot of different things. It's been, you know, like three decades since that time. And, um, you know, so since that time, I've had really beautiful experiences. You know, you progress from the astral plane into other, uh, other mystical dimensions. And, you know, so I've had experiences with my white winged horse, whose name is St. Harmony Crystal Fire. I've had many experiences with that white winged horse, um, but flying with the Assisi Marauders, which are this group of creative spirits that were very pivotal for me in forming my ability to create. Um, I'm sorry, did I? Okay. And, um, and so I felt, uh, so, you know, they had the Assisi Marauders come from this mountainous region somewhere off of Venus. There is a spiritual civilization in Venus that is not um, third or fourth dimensional. It's more fifth dimensional. And this is where they come from. And um, this is where... I would get to go to ride the white winged horses. And for a great period of time, I would have this beautiful experience of my white winged horse waiting for me outside the window at night to take me to my next adventure, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of, uh, (laughs) that's kind of what happened to me, except I didn't go anywhere. I just couldn't leave my yard. That was okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's pretty intense, though. So that started for you when you were nine. So I guess we could say that you you were born for this, then, right? Probably it might have been. Yeah, it was. It was obviously something that I was destined to do. And and you know, there were periods when I was taken to the Akashic records and shown things that I was supposed to do. And ironically, it was primarily when I was kind of. Uh, not happy about something that I was supposed to do. So, you know, there was a period of time where I was learning how to uh, help lost souls and wandering spirits and ghosts and deal with hauntings. And I didn't like it because it was kind of a, you know, creepy job. And um, <laughs> and um, it was just at the beginning. I don't see it that way anymore, you know, because I've done it for so long. I see it completely differently. But um, one night I remember just saying, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm just not going to do it. Uh-huh. And so one of my spiritual teachers, his name was Emmanuel, took me to the Akashic Records and showed me where I had signed up to do that in this lifetime. And so I realized, okay, I guess I have to do that. You yeah, know, and so again, you know, this is part of the very beginning stages. And then you go into the phases, you know, where you are, um, well, you know, you meet with, um, you meet with the prophets, you meet with Jesus, you meet with Mary. I remember having, uh, <laughs> well, hold, let's, let's do this. Let's take this caller before we go down this road. Cause this, I'm sure, sure. is going to, 
uh, be pretty interesting. Here we have a uh, 586 area code. You're on the air with Marilyn Hughes. Who are you speaking with? This is James Salcedo. Hey, James. Hi, What's James. up, man? You got a question for Marilyn? Hi. Hi, James. Yeah, well, I was... Hello. I um, I just had a... I guess what I want to do real quick is explain my first, like, experience. Basically, just, like, a real quick version of it and see what you think. Because I've never okay. heard of anything like it anywhere else. And I was just curious. What happens, sure. happens to me, and has happened to me before, is... I will find myself in places I don't recognize. Okay. And I'm always alone. And they're not, I'm not afraid and they're not bad. It's nothing, you know, negative. Um, but then I will end up, after the experience, I will end up going there in person months or even years later. Okay. And it's the same place, but it's different circumstances. And there are people around. Um I was just wondering if you've ever heard of anything like that. It's not exactly like a, a direct premonition because the situation isn't the same. Um, you know, I just was wondering what you, you thought about that. Actually, actually, yes, this is very common. And it, it's um, the reason why these things happen, besides the fact that you're having premonitions or a deja vu kind of thing, is because of something I call the management realm. There is a realm in the mystical spheres which um, contains all the all the byproducts of our thoughts, words, deeds, actions, and stuff. And it is formulating uh, what is going to eventually happen on the ground. But these things are happening in energy before they hit the ground. Oftentimes, this is what psychics will tune into um, when they are reading somebody. And that's why sometimes things will change a little bit because what happens is when people change their thoughts or they change their mind or do something different, that can alter what then ends up hitting the ground. And you learn about this in the discrimination pathway, how this this management realm is actually a place where a lot of activity goes on to alter reality um, before it hits the ground to try to help keep people on track of their destiny and their fates. And so um, what probably happened was is that you were touching into um, these things that they were going to come to pass. And they came to pass a little bit differently because over time they you know, there were different ideas, thoughts, and actions that altered it just a little bit, but um, but it hit the ground similarly enough that you could recognize it. So that's very cool, I think. Will that help you, James? Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. I will uh, I'll hang up now, but thank you very much. That was really interesting. Thank you, Thanks James. For call, Thanks brother. for calling, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've had premonitions before, but it's not like, yeah, that's years later. Yeah, that's pretty intense, though. Right, yeah, so. and that does happen. That does happen. Um, some people will have the premonitions where it's, you know, the the airplane accident and it happens the night before it happens or a lot of things like this. And they're very quick, but there are uh, things that people will envision and it's not uncommon Um several years or months, weeks, you know, before something is going to happen. And actually, 
you know, you'll see this too, where people will have, um, they'll touch into things that are going to happen decades later. You know, sometimes the, the way that spirit will, uh, work with us is to, uh, give us a, a little bit of a peep into a future part of our life where we're going to connect with destiny somehow. And so somehow connecting with this energy at this point in our life and connecting that point with the current point helps us to energize it from the place that we're at currently so that we are much more likely to actually achieve it and reach that that destiny. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's very very common thing uh, that is done. Ironically, it's called this. It's it's called the sacred hoop in Native American uh, religion. Hoop. Okay, I'll yeah. have to look. I'll have to check that out too. I think we got another call here too from eight zero seven in Canada, Ontario area. Who are we speaking with? Oh, hi, uh, Joe and Marilyn. My name is Elmar. Hi, hi, Elmar. How are you doing? Hi, Elmar. Hi, Mar. <laughs> Hi, you know who I am. <laughs> I sure do, invi- Elmar. It's great to talk uh, to you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, great to finally. I've been bugging Joe, and I've been suggesting to you to get on uh, Joe's show. I, told, in my opinion, he's wasn't got, I just telling you someone was talking about you? <laughs> I told you. I told her that. Too. I said someone has been bugging me to death to get you on the show, and I'm trying to figure out who it is. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Uh, Joe, about a year ago, you read uh, my uh, about my theophany and a little bit of my uh, life on air. And I don't know if you remember that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was about, uh, it was uh, Halloween last year. And uh, it, it was uh, about my experience uh, meeting God on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember I remember that. Yeah. The the theophany. So I I wrote uh, I joined Marilyn's um, uh, Facebook uh, right. page and I wrote a, a larger um, letter about that experience and a little bit of, more about my life. But I just wanted to uh, I I've had one uh, very uh, disturbing out of body experience and I'll just quickly okay. um, tell you what happened here. Um, I got into the vibrational state. I use uh, the certain video. It's extremely powerful using, you know, hypnosis, binaural beats. And anyway, it gets me into the trance state and went into this vibrational state. And the most of them have been pretty pleasant, the out-of-body experiences I've met. Actually, I flew by uh, Christ and uh, three kids while, while out in outer space. <laughs> it was uh, a very, very profound experience. Yeah, it was. I, I had just learned how to fly. Eh? I was kind of standing in space. There was a planet over to my left, mm-hmm. and um, um, anyway, and a voice said to me, "Put your arms out," eh? Uh, and I started flying <laughs> through space like <laughs> like I was on a ro- roller coaster. Now, here's the crazy part. I. Uh, went back into my body for a moment and I could feel G forces mm-hmm. of the actual flying around astrally. I've been, I've felt and, that before uh, too, but only when, I, when yeah, I was yes. a child I have, I did. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was wild. It, it was like I really was like I was on a roller coaster. Just imagine being on a yep. roller coaster, twisting around, except I'm flying in outer space. Um, maybe I'll just quickly. I, I know you're, you're going to come up to a break soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so anyway, I'm flying, and I can see what I thought was a star ahead. Okay. And okay. as I was flying closer to the star, I could see a figure. Well, first I could see this white uh, kind of arch do- uh, arch doorway with okay. three steps. Eh? So if you can imagine that, and on those steps were three little kids. Probably three. I, I get choked up because this was pretty profound. Um, so I um, saw the kids, and I saw somebody in a white robe with a beard, long hair talking to these kids. Eh? If I was an artist, I should talk to Jürgen Ziwa and maybe he can make an animation of this yeah. because it was so <laughs> profound. So as I was getting closer to this, this Christ, I assumed he was Christ with three little kids, I could feel that love, that unconditional love that I felt yes. on that beach um, back in 19... 19- 96 and uh, I thought I was going you know to meet them <laughs> meet him meet the kids but uh, but uh, I was uh, you know kind of did a flyby to his left okay. um, I just quickly wanted to just uh, mention about this this disturbing one um, I was falling um just in blackness, falling and falling and falling. And I could see what I thought were white lights on the walls. And as I was falling closer to the ground, um, they weren't, they weren't lights. They were, you know, demons. That's the only only thing I can. Yeah. It was super, super disturbing. And I landed, um, you know, once I landed, I was surrounded by the craziest thing. Uh, the bodies looked like zombies, arms straight out. The face was covered with a gold, um, like a gladiator mask, mm-hmm. but very, very okay. bright gold. Now, I was in the middle of all of this, but I was also observing myself, and somebody was with me. And I remember looking out over all of these zombies, and I, I, I thought, you know, telepathically, I, I thought, well, there's millions of them. And uh, the voice said to me, not millions, billions. Not millions, so, but I'm billions. Just, billions. Billions, billions, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. And with just what's going on in the world, like this was four, about two and a half, three years ago when this happened. And anyway, as the zombies were, you know, like the last thing I remember in that realm was just going down as all of these zombies were just kind of over me. And I yelled out just one name, Christ. And then I ended up in another realm. And uh, I'll just quickly, quickly mention Yeah, because we're, we're going yeah. to break right now. I have now. a break here. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was a like a, imagine uh, the London wheel, you know the, the yeah. uh, uh, Ferris wheel on the side, and each one of the capsules had the worst thing I'd ever done on it. So yeah, I'm not gonna get an answer to this. I just thought that it was part of my 
initiation. Well, we can have um, um, we can Maryland. have her answer you um, when we come back from the break. If you want to hang out during the break, because we we do got to take a break. But if you oh, want to okay. ask, that's fine. Yeah, we'll sorry, right back, I'm guys. so excited to talk. It's okay. It's all right. We'll be right back. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who isn't? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries, be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is David Owen with houseattheendofthedrive.com. You're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about Angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins, heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking Angioprim, the pain was gone and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health. So to learn more, go to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or talk to a trained consultant. Call angioprim toll-free at 945-882-7221. You'll feel better with more energy. That's 945-882-7221. Or go to the website, angioprim.com. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to The Fringe FM. To call Joe, pick up the phone, dial 1-800-588-0335, toll free from the United States or Canada. Lighting the void. We're here with our guest tonight, Marilyn Hughes. We just got through taking a call from Elmar. That's right. And that is the person who actually wanted me to get Marilyn on the show. And he kind of told a pretty cool but harrowing story about falling into these demons. Not That's probably the most creepiest thing I've ever heard you say. Not millions, but billions. That was kind of freaky. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah. The- go ahead, Marilyn. You know, the, the the vision that he's had, the, this experience is is pretty um, has a lot of meaning embedded within it, and I kind of wanted to touch on it because the uh, uh, 
there's a lot of imagery here that I think is relevant to the world as a whole. A lot of people are having these types of uh, experiences. Um, and so, you know, starting from the beginning, he's falling down and he's seeing what he thinks are lights. But as he progresses, he sees that they're demons. And again, you know, Satan comes as an angel of light. And so it's a delusion. It's it's something that is um, being, it is, is, it doesn't, it's not what it appears to be. And then he lands on the ground and there's billions of zombies. The zombies are representative of human souls who have gotten lost in uh, the mass retain. They are wandering around like zombies. We are in a bit of an apocalyptic time. This is why people are having these experiences. I've had many of them. Many others have also shared similar ones. Uh, many prophets, modern day prophets, are having uh, these types of experiences as well. What's happening is we have a huge amount of human beings who have chosen to remain asleep uh, to all things spiritual during their incarnation here. And that's brought us to a turning point, so to speak, which is forcing this you know, this internal struggle that is becoming larger, this battle between the principalities and powers of good and evil, and is raging inside of us, outside of us, and it's becoming more of a world event because there's going to be this showdown where everybody has to choose where do I stand? And so what he's seeing there is, and, the, and what you're seeing here too, I, and I don't know if Elmar is still on the line with us, but I am. you're feeling, you're feeling that horrendousness of what it means to be a quote zombie, to have lost all spiritual inclination, to have fallen because, you know, in the spiritual world, it is our sin, our vices, our fetters, our cravings, which weighs the soul down. And this is exactly what happens in the mystical spheres. The more of those things that are attached to your soul, your soul, the weight drags you further and further down into the darkness. We don't realize how much lukewarmness and complete... Um, uh, indifference harms us and harms uh, the human race because we completely turn off all um, spiritual uh, input. And the human being is not meant to be uh, just a physical creature. We are like, a, you know, we are powered by that fire of the spirit. And so when that light goes out, we become a very dark race. Yeah, you ever notice too sometimes now that we are talking about that, how uh, sometimes we'll uh, we'll stay in the the comfort of our own misery. I mean, we mm -hmm. could look across the bridge and say, you know, across that bridge is my happiness, but I'm yep. afraid to go across that bridge. It's little. It's I'm miserable here, but it's more comfortable and safe. 
Well, yeah. And, you know, this even goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is, you know, we are so afraid to just um, acknowledge our, our, you know, our, our faults. And what we don't realize is that we are all the same. You know, we're all, you know, we're all struggling with the same kinds of uh, struggles, the same kinds of uh, things to overcome. And once we recognize that there is no shame in recognizing what it is that we need to do to actually bring ourselves back to life, there's no shame in that. The irony is that what Elmar saw was what it really looks like not to do it, which is the billions of zombies, because this is what we are seeing. You know, there was a mystic um, in the 1600s by the name of Emanuel Swedenborg who wrote about this as well. Many other mystics have done so, where in the spiritual world, we see things as they truly are. And this is how I also experience it. So when a soul crosses over after death, they will become that which they truly love. And so what Elmar was seeing, he was seeing what this actually looks like, what this looks like in the spirit. We don't realize that what we see physically does not reflect the interior. Elmar saw the interior of what it means to have a world filled with zombies who are extinguishing the fire of the Holy Spirit within themselves. That, that's what it looks like. Did you, feel, a, did you feel fear when you were fallen or when you saw what you oh saw? Oh, yeah. I, I was totally out of I was just thrashing around, just falling, trying to. It wasn't like the other one where I'm in outer space and things are kind of under control, except for who I met. But this was, I was totally out of control. I was scared. Okay. And I, was, I, I didn't mean to cut you off see, there, Marilyn. Is, I was just curious no, when no the fear worries. hit. And to see what his experience is also showing is one of the um, actual epical moments that occur during the discipline pathway of the soul, where the soul is actually being instructed in the real and true energetic nature of good and evil. And so we are then taken, you know, um, into these things. We're taken into these hell realms. We're taken into the real truth behind um, the things that we do. Um, and what he was seeing was the real truth behind spiritual extinction and the fact that it is prevalent um, to the point uh, that it is on earth. And what a serious, serious state that is. Uh, and this is why his, his experience was, was so important, not just to Elmar, but in sharing it with your listeners, because it has um, a meaning and significance for anyone who is to hear it, that this is the reality we wish to avoid. This is the reality that we wish to overcome. You this know, is and those not stars we want to sustain. And those stars you saw could have just been us. Just, you know, I mean, if God is light, then what are we but 
broken pieces of light that have fallen. You know, I would say that. I don't know. Well, but. And, well and you know, um, well, the things he was, what he had seen and what he had said he had seen was these pieces of light. But as he was falling, he realized what that they were not pieces of light. They were demons. Hmm. And so we had talked about Yeah, they were the how, eyes of the... Yeah, they were the eyes of the demons. Yeah, they looked like kind of bats clinging to a you know a wall of a cave. Oh man! And, yeah, uh, their eyes yeah. were okay. That's lights. creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. creepy the right of, out there. These but. are very typical experiences that you'll have when you're being taught about the dark side and about how yeah. how do we discern evil. These are the types of experiences. So this is actually very good uh, and you know it's interesting because we see it as creepy but what we need to do is see it as instructional because his experience tells us a lot you got another question Elmar so I just wanted to mention you both know that I think that uh, I grew up on the streets here in Thunder Bay and I was you know involved in the biker world and mm -hmm. I know true evil I, I know true evil, uh, you know, I knew psychopaths that, uh, you know, caused a lot of harm to other people. And, uh, maybe this is a lesson for me to just stay on the, you know, stay on the path I'm at and maybe. Uh, do good. I work with addicts. I work with the so-called scum of society. And this was maybe a lesson to just, you know, we all have to make a decision. Either we're part of the problem or we're part of the solution. And uh, I've had to learn this the hard way, and hopefully others can don't have to go through what I've been through to to learn that uh, you know. Well, uh, love is love is where it's at. Well, I appreciate your call, brother. Thank you so much for calling okay. in. Okay, thanks, Elmar. Great to talk uh, to you for the first Marilyn, time, <laughs> Marilyn. Thank you for for who you are and what you do. And Joe, just keep doing what you're doing. You're the best. Right. Oh, thanks, man. Good night. You have a good night. Thanks, Elmar. Uh, you got a you got a fan for life there because that is definitely the guy that was telling me get Marilyn Hughes on. That's him for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And very persistent on Facebook. Yeah. Very and, persistent um, about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so interesting, right? So like when I had the the just curious what you think now. The second time I tried to get out of body, let me tell you something. I think you might actually know the answer to this because nobody else, everybody else is just kind of guessed. And I kind of uh -huh. like your confidence about how you speak about these things. Um, so I got obsessed with the out-of-body experience, but I was also obsessed with uh, spirituality and, and metaphysics to trying to, you know, learn. It was more of a curiosity thing. But I mean, I felt uh -huh. a lot of love and stuff, but I was like, hey, you know, like I'm more than a physical body. I want to find out what this is all about. And I was reading... Uh, a lot of mystical stuff by Doskalos and the researchers of truth and stuff like that too. So um, I had an experience where I got halfway out of body, like, you know, kind of how some people do from like the waist up. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get the rest of the way out. And I started getting angry and I was like, okay, something's, I just had this feeling like something wasn't letting me out, you know? And, um, yeah. I said, you know, I command you to release me and set me free by life and light. Now, why I said that, I have no idea. And the voice, 
that came out of my mouth sounded like James Earl Jones times 20, right? <laughs> yep. And, uh, and when I said it, I was like, what? I couldn't believe what I said. But as soon as I got done saying that, there was these two just like shadowy looking figures and they came so fast at me. It happened within like a half a second where they just kind of shoved me back in and I woke up, you know. What do you think wow. was going on there? Well, I don't know. You know, the, the shadowy figures sound not like a, you know, like not a good thing. Um, um, you could be having in that particular instance, you may have been trying to push your own will too much on the experience. And that might be the shadowy figures I'm not sure about because they do not sound like they were. They didn't seem uh, scary. They were just kind of non-formic, kind of translucent, not really any form, and really fast. You know? Okay. And so it's possible that uh, there was, you know, something more to that that I can't discern from from what you're saying. But what... Um, what I definitely felt strongly was that you may have been trying to force your own will too much. And we have to be careful about this because um, we are dealing with issues of God and the universal laws here. And so it's not about what we want. You know what I mean? And so, sure. um, yeah, we end up, we have to be, we have to be ready to surrender to what we are allowed to do when we are allowed to do it. And that is often not what most of us are, you know, I mean, we all get very excited. We want to have more experiences, more experiences. And it, it, and if we, if we don't get what we want, we, we're, we're upset. We don't understand though. Oh that yeah. They're, well, they're, after they're, you've had that first experience, you kind of get it. You got like, well, I got to do that again. I got oh, to. Oh yeah. You know. And so we do, but then we, we also have to get a proper amount of, you know, surrender in there to the fact that there, there is, um, there is a pattern of how this is done and that we want to do it in a way that is in surrender to the will of God rather than to our own will. When we try to force it through our own will, we are we are bordering on that line of, you know, the violation of eternal law. We always want to go in with not your, not my will, but your will be done, God. And so it might have been too forceful and those entities could very well have been, uh, in response, pushing you back in your body and saying, well, if you're going to go that route, then, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean? just, this isn't the way uh, it's supposed to be done. You know, like, I yeah, get it. it's not the way, you know, not the way. And, um, and, you know, in, in my, in the books that I've, I've got at the site, I've got a whole bunch of books on how to, and they, they start out with the very simplest of the uh, original beginning techniques, but then they go into more and more and more of the mysteries as to in the how-to techniques of what you're doing. And also I have the experience books, but what they'll do is they'll help you to understand and also kind of engage with the idea that this is something that we do need to be obedient to the process. 
we don't want to try to command it. And that's probably what might have went wrong there. That's um, what I would guess. So this is more just like semantic stuff, not so much spiritual and God stuff, but... What about when, what about when you you can't see? You hear about that a lot too, right? Like I remember can't coming see, out of my yes. body and messing with the mouse on my on my uh, desk and feeling in my desk, but I couldn't see and I could feel a strong pull back to my body too, you know? Like it was kind of groggy to be honest with you. But yeah. uh, but I was definitely out but I was, I don't know, it was like attached still. It's hard to explain, but I could not see nothing. It was pitch black. Well, what happens is in the out-of-body travel state, you're switching over from a physical body perspective of seeing, hearing, and movement into a consciousness-related form. So you you end up having to learn how to to turn on like this consciousness vision, which is different than what you're used to, which is like these two physical eyes. And so it is something that you learn over time and you practice and you do the same with your hearing and with movement. You know, a lot of people find themselves wading through the ether and you don't get very far, you know, because we're trying to walk or we're trying to run, you know what I mean? But we find very quickly that it is something that is instigated through thought. And so our vision, our hearing, it's all going to be instigated through thought. But the vision was is one of the things that I think is more tricky in the beginning for whatever reason, but primarily just because it's a little more difficult than the others. Uh, with movement, it's easier to uh, just switch over to, okay, I want to be near this this place or this person and, and you're just instantly traveling there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with vision, it, it takes a little bit more practice. So you, mm-hmm. you're going to have to, you know, so you use your mind to try to turn on the vision, but then you're going to have to practice the art so of it. The one that I had just the most amazing experience with, I mean, even like what he was talking about flying, but the way I would do it was look at an object and kind of like pull myself to that object. It's hard to explain. Uh, uh-huh. That's how I flew. It felt like I was on a, a, you couldn't go more straight. It was like a zip line kind of thing, you know? Uh, right. Um, everything was so perfect. And then after that, it's always been lacking something, you know, vision, something, not halfway yeah. out. You know, so w- that first moment or that first out of body, what is that just part of our awakening you think and the rest is okay maybe you need to slow down and develop or what do you think that is well so you're saying you're having trouble with the vision um in repeated experiences right yeah yeah i mean like the vision came um the vision went away just one time that was really weird you know um I'm just saying, like, I haven't had that experience again in that manner. There's always been something that's lacking. And so what I'm trying to figure out is if this is a spiritual experience, then why did I have the fullest and greatest experience as far as the vividness of it? That one time and the rest is just, it's almost like trying to get back to that one time. 
I don't know. I think it's I think it's possible that part of what's happening is that you're not cultivating the gift in the in the best possible way. Ah, so okay. what would that what would that be? What would be the best possible way? Again, what can happen is if you're focusing on it as I really want this experience, I really want this experience, but you're not doing the actual work of the spirit then you're not going to instigate it. So, for instance, you know, a lot of people will read uh, The Mysteries of the Redemption, Come to Wisdom's Door, and they will automatically just start having experiences spontaneously. And, you know, that's partly because they were, you know, um, written in that way. I was told when I was writing them that they would instigate naturally the experiences because they make possible in someone's mind and therefore it opens that faculty up. But that might part be what of it was. What it, I'm sorry, what? Well, I'm saying that makes sense. That might be what it was, actually. Yeah, and so it opens the faculty. But then there's also this um, process, which you're also going through in the Mysteries of the Redemption. But then the other suggested, you know, studying that, you know, it's all at the website. The types of things that um, I suggest has to do with mystical theology, the science of the soul, which is the science of self-examination. What you'll find is that when people will begin this self-examination, people are really surprised to hear this. I'm not sure why, but they are. Um, when people do this, there is something that switches on interiorly and people will start having more and more spontaneous experiences. Part of it is because the purpose of the experience is for that purification of the soul. So when a person actually begins doing that work of the soul, which is doing the spiritual reading, which um, helps to form the conscience, when they do the prayer and the meditation time that is recommended, I usually recommend the three-hour blocks we recommend people are lying down for the meditations because we're trying to do out-of-body travel, so you want to be lying down. Um, but there's a lot more in there, too. Mm -hmm. When people start doing these things, these, these experiences rise of themselves, and they progress of themselves. And this is because the actual essential matter is being attended to, the essential matter is that the soul has begun a purification process. The purification process, remember, out-of-body travel is the tool. It's not the goal. The goal is the purification of I got the soul. You. We got like two minutes here, though, but I got you on that. Um, I don't want to cut you off. I just don't want it to cut off before you get to, you know, tell everybody how to find you and all that. Oh, Okay. Yeah, well, you know, you can find me at outofbodytravel.org. We're the Out of Body Travel Foundation, and you can download our books for free there. We also have music and art and uh, lots of video. Um, we have a course of study that's free, and we're also putting out a lot of seminars and some documentaries you can check out as well. Grand Phases of the Soul, released today. You can check that out. It will give you a much deeper look into these things. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. It was really cool uh, to listen to your teachings and listen to your experiences about all this, Marilyn. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for having me, Joe. It's been great. You're very welcome. And guys, I will uh, leave all the links here in the archives. Thank you, Pacho, for making this happen. Also, thank you to our patrons and our donors for making the show happen. All you guys in the chat room, stay tuned for The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable coming up next. We'll be back same time tomorrow night, same channel right here live on the Fringe FM. Good night. <laughs>